Hello and welcome back to Kvikminderpod, an Icelandic cinema podcast. I'm Rob Watts and on this podcast I'm joined by my good friend Ellie Cawthorn to chat about 21st century Icelandic film. This week we're doing something a little bit different because we got the opportunity to go to London Film Festival and uh, check out its Icelandic offerings. Woohoo! It was very glamorous. I was here in my pyjamas in my own bedroom. (laughs) That's brilliant. That's how all films should be seen for the first time. No red carpets, no cinemas. No, no I mean, I did go to London Film Festival for a couple of days, but these films were not shown on the big screen. Mm. Not while I was there anyway. So we both watched them from the the comfort of our own homes. Yeah. Um, Actually, which for one of them, I thought was quite a nice, not maybe nice is the wrong word, but it was a good good place to sort of turn the lights off and get into the mood of the piece yeah because these two films these two icelandic films at london film festival were kind of polar opposites almost weren't they yeah completely one is kind of a moody atmospheric folk tale slash Mm. horror in inverted commas and the other one is sort of a action comedy as you described it to me earlier a balls to the wall action comedy which i think is a nice expression for it Absolutely, it totally is. So these films are Lamb from 2021, obviously, and Cop Secret from 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are opposite ends of the spectrum, showing the breadth of Icelandic cinematic output, mm-hmm. uh, but also showing the breadth of Björn Hlina Haraldsson's acting chops. <laughs> you couldn't really get two more different performances. One, we've got him in a very understated role the other is really scenery chewing ham central i think it's fair to say <laughs> that's what he's going for oh, right 100 percent, and we will talk about that in a few minutes but i think we should start with lamb because it is i mean it's the film i've been waiting to see all year it's a24 it's icelandic and it's supposedly or it's at least been sold as a horror film so mm. all the things that i love mostly, are here in this one stable. Period. 
So Lamb is directed by Valdemar Johansson and written by Schoen and Valdemar. And Schoen is like, he's like this really famous poet, writer, screenwriter. He's really famous in Iceland and actually around the world for having written actually three of my favourite Björk songs. He wrote <laughs> Isabel, Yoga, uh, and another one that I can't remember right now. But they are incredible songs. Absolutely amazing. He also got nominated for an Oscar for the song I've Seen It All from the Lars von Trier film Dancer in the Dark, which stars Björk. And he also <laughs> wrote the screenplay to a, a rather <laughs> schlocky horror film from mm. 2009 called Reykjavik Whale Watching Massacre, which we might be talking about very soon. <laughs> Ooh, wait and see. But that film is nothing like this film. Mm. Um, could you give me a synopsis of Lamb, do you think? I'll try my best with okay. no spoilers, right? No, Yeah, no spoilers in this, in this episode. This is just a quick roundup. And maybe at some point we will get to full deep dives on these films. Okay, so... We're heading off to rural Iceland for this one. Mm. We're on a remote farm, a sheep farm, with a couple who I would say are in their late 30s, early 40s. Um, We get a sense of a really mundane life, an everyday existence that's just going through the motions of running the farm. Then it gets to lambing season and a lamb is born, but shall we just say it's not your regular birth. And from there, events get gradually stranger. And I'm not sure what else I can say without spoiling it. I don't think you can. It's like, it is a weird, weird film. Really weird film. That, yeah. I mean, most people, this isn't a spoiler to say, have come out of this film just like, what the, the fuck? Mm. I, I think that, I mean, just the entire premise, which hopefully we didn't spoil too much there, is strange. But for me, the and the execution of it is very um, understated and very reserved almost for such a kind of bonkers uh, plot. Yeah, this is a, it's an atmospheric mm. sort of almost melancholy. Yeah. It's almost just a family drama. It's quite slow paced, actually, to start off with. Certainly. It's, it's about 40 minutes of, yeah, bleak Icelandic landscapes, farm life. No talking. This is a couple who, for whatever reason, don't communicate much. They go about their daily jobs as they always have. And yeah, and then it, and then it just goes a bit batshit. <laughs> yeah. But like you say, in a very kind of understated way, mm. which kind of threw me even more than if it had been yeah. absolutely wacky. Everybody within that universe accepts what's happening without too much confusion horror um just general bafflement yeah so it felt to me quite like a you mentioned the word folktale earlier but um it felt to me like a folktale a fairy tale Mm -hmm. where you're you're thrown into this world with kind of magical elements and you just are expected to to go with it and not try and ask too many questions yeah i'd say that's about right and it stars Numi Rapace, who we all know as the girl with the dragon tattoo. Mm. I've not seen her in anything quite like this. Uh, did you know she was? She could speak Icelandic? No, no, I didn't. She's Swedish. She's a mm. Swedish actress, but apparently she spent a lot of time growing up in Iceland, which is where she learnt the language, and felt 
that she'd always wanted to come back to Iceland to do a film and that this, this when she read the, the script one. for this, this was the one. She's absolutely passionate about it, mm. uh, about this character of Maria, who's married to Ingvar, Ingvar played by Hilmir Snær Gudnason, who, you know, we finally see doing a chunky role for the first time since 101 Reykjavik. He's redeemed himself now. Oh, you think? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but she was, she's been all over the press just talking about how the maternal in aspects of the character and the story all felt really, really important to her. Mm. And just being in Iceland felt like she'd come home almost. And I think this is a really, really Icelandic tale. Yes. I don't know whether it draws on or any folk tales, not that I've seen or heard of. No, I've done some reading. Apparently, Schoen and Valdemar both said they are aware of Icelandic folklore, of course, but it doesn't draw on anything mm. in particular. Uh, we know that from our experience watching Rams and various other films that sheep farming is a crucial part of Icelandic life, mm. but we don't. We've never seen a folk tale. Yeah, I think it it was a really interesting one because the premise is so outlandish that initially you kind of balk and go, "What." But if you just accept it, it's got some really interesting things to say about motherhood, as you say, maternal love, unconditional family love. Um, also, maybe this is just my reading, but our relationship with animals as well mm-hmm. and the kind of the landscape and the what's beyond what's living in the forest almost and what's hidden beyond our um, <laughs> understandings. So I think it touches on some really interesting themes but it doesn't hand them to you on a plate you really have to go and think about it yourself there's a lot that's left unsaid in this isn't there 100 percent. and i think based on all the hype around it i was expecting this to be a balls to the wall i've said that again now <laughs> uh, horror film i thought this was going to be you know some sort of creature feature scary film i don't think horror film is the w- right word for this film no i don't think it's very horrifying i think there's one moment which again we won't discuss that is a clear quote horror moment Mm -hmm. but the rest of it it definitely feels ominous it's definitely got this underlying sense of dread but it's not people creeping around uh quite quite bang type of horror is it would you call it a horror film I i think it falls into this category that many other quote unquote horror films do there's films like It Comes at Night and many of these A24 films, like A Ghost Story, mm. where they take aspects of horror and there might be some horror imagery. And, you know, the the score is certainly, like you say, ominous and builds the tension, but they're not necessarily horror films. And the, the phrase that people use is either post-horror or elevated horror. And I hate both of those terms. I think really this is just a dark drama with sort of supernatural yeah that's exactly what i was going to say i was going to describe it as a supernatural drama yeah i think that's probably about right and that's not giving too much away at all but it's it is a weird film it's very weird weird atmospheric what the fucky beautiful as well very beautiful those landscapes like we always say they look amazing this was shot up north not far from the town of akkuri on a remote farm, it took them... You know, we spoke about in Rams them looking for the right kind of sheep for a very long time. Mm. Well, here they were looking for the right kind of farm. 
See, but for a very long time. The sheep that they got here, absolute top sheep acting. Incredible sheep acting. The There is one sheep in particular. Yes, I know the one. <gasps> Incredible. You know, we spoke in Rams about how actually sheep have these really expressive faces mm. and in this film they really utilize that well oh yeah and the one sheep it, it's kind of heartbreaking i would say top acting credit to the sheep i think also because because the human performances are so understated that the animal performances are almost more evocative mm-hmm. at points i maybe i think that's probably on purpose mm. uh we I'm, i kind of don't want to go into any spoilers but yeah there are reasons why Maria acts the way she does and there are reasons why a certain sheep acts the way she does. <laughs> and that's I'm not it's very hard to talk about much of this film mm. without going into spoilers. But let let's just say it is worth a watch. Yep, I would agree. In Icelandic the title to this film is actually Dirith, which I believe means beast or animal. Okay. So that gives it kind of a very different connotation, mm. which, again, without going into spoilers, might give you more of an idea of what this film is than than Lamb. As in where we're heading towards. Where we might be going, yeah. Mm. Which I thought was a really interesting thing, because most of the films we've covered, the Icelandic title is basically a direct, or the English title is a direct translation of the Icelandic. And here they've chosen not to do that. On an incredibly boring practical note, I wonder if there was a film a couple of years ago with Johnny Flynn in called Beast. This is true. And I wonder whether that might be part of the decision. But to me, maybe it's because I first knew this film as Lamb rather than Mm -hmm. Beast. To me, that seems a more appropriate title. Okay. What would you think? Do you think Beast is a better title? I don't know if it's better, but I think it gives more of an idea of what the film might be than lamb lamb's very generic i think it doesn't really hint at much i guess the question would be who is the beast oh oh that's the type of film we're talking about mm. but the next film we're going to talk about is less subtle than that yes distinctly so Hello, Reykjavik. Oh, 
Við með fullan mött. Við verðum að byrja að rým. Halli minn, og þessi springi er ekki að fá dreipa því. Það gerir ég það sjálf. Nema þú grót. Stein. Nögg haldi kjafti. About tomorrow's plan? Is there something that is not clear about it? Can you give us a synopsis of Cop Secret? So Cop Secret is basically a buddy cop film. Mm-hmm. And we've got the two local super cops from neighboring boroughs who basically have to work together to foil the dastardly plans <laughs> of a brilliantly overacting Björn Lena Haraldsson. <laughs> is that is that a synopsis? I don't really know. It's basically Lethal Weapon. Yeah. But done by Icelanders. I think that's an important aspect of it to mention, isn't it? That it, it's, um, it's a pastiche, really, isn't it? A pastiche, yeah. It's not a diehard. It's more a hot fuzz or a, as you say, Lethal Weapon. Very much, yeah. Basically, it takes all of the action comedy buddy cop movie tropes and shoves them into downtown Reykjavik. Yeah, but to be fair to it, it has some proper all guns blazing action sequences. It really does. This is, I think this is a film that couldn't be made in the Reykjavik of old. It had to be made now because Reykjavik as a city would not have looked right <laughs> yeah. or wouldn't have even had the buildings that are necessary for this kind of... yeah action film the um the kind of opening premise of tough city cop as it <laughs> keeps being called versus uh rural cop i guess countryside cop uh <laughs> did make me laugh with you know from the tough streets of Reykjavik the big city the big smoke <laughs> which is not really the image of Reykjavik we've necessarily seen elsewhere we we haven't i mean we've barely seen these tall shiny buildings i think there might be two mm. but they make use of them here (laughs) (laughs) we've got proper everything about this is like honoring the action comedy or action movie Mm. tropes like you've got proper helicopter shots of the cityscapes and fast ramped up action and and you've got sound effects like Mm -hmm. screeching tires and all of the the classic things you've got the bumbling sidekick Guitar music. Yeah, proper rock music. I actually really like the soundtrack to this film. It was quite cheesy. Very cheesy. But it was uh, it was pretty good and it worked perfectly. And then you've got the big baddie who, I mean... <laughs> what an inexplicable performance. I mean, I loved it, but I was like, what is happening? It is, what it's, is this? It's an absolutely chewing the scenery kind of almost... Nicolas Cage style performance, yes, isn't it from yes. from Bjorn? I can't, I'm not even sure how to describe it I beyond think, that. I mean, the main notable thing for me in that performance is the voice. Yeah. So inexplicable decision to speak in English when everybody else is speaking in Icelandic, <laughs> which is which is referenced and was quite funny. But this strange tone of voice where he basically speaks like this. Yeah. Did you get shades of? Donald Trump in that voice. Ooh, now I now I see it. Now you said that, but I didn't before. For me, it was um, 
Will Ferrell in Zoolander. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which has, you know, everybody loves a pantomime villain every now and then, don't they? And there were moments in this film that actually made me laugh out loud. Some of the some of the jokes didn't land as well as they maybe could have done, but there were some moments that genuinely were hilarious. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time we've witnessed all-out comedy, like actual jokes. Mm. Yeah. And there are, like, I mean, as with any mainstream comedy, there's always going to be jokes that fall flat, but it does throw so many at the wall that some of them yeah. stick and some of them are in- immensely funny. Like you say, I love love the villain. It was very much Robbie Rotten from Lazy Town, which is an Icelandic <laughs> kids show. Uh, so caricature and comical. But then his sidekicks, one of his henchmen, played by Steinthorsson, who you might remember as Atli from Under mm. the Tree. I thought he <laughs> yeah. had some of the best lines of the whole film. Yeah. It's like, I'm not even... He just wasn't sure why he was there or why he was what he was doing as a henchman. I was like, why aren't we being told things? And why, you know, I won't give away the big plan, the big secret plan, which is the center of the story. But his character just is brilliant at commenting on what's going on. Yeah. It was interesting to see a film that is so unlike anything else we've seen so far yeah. from Iceland that really was like aiming at the big, fun silly blockbuster market rather than a kind of thoughtful melancholic uh meditative film this was just completely different yeah and i found it so refreshing it was it's just really nice to just recognize what we're watching because with a lot of these films we've discussed it's very much okay it's rooted in icelandic culture and it's very it's a very icelandic film whereas this this isn't this has gone you know what Hollywood does? We can do that too. Yeah. And I love that. What's even weirder about it is that it's come from the mind of the goalkeeper of the Icelandic national football team. <laughs> of course it has. I remember saying to you in season one that everybody has to have two or three jobs in Iceland. Um, so clearly being, you know, a goalkeeper on a national team isn't enough. No. Got to put your hand in the movie business as well. Of course. Why not? So it's his idea or? So from what I gather, Hannes Thor Haldorsson, who is the director, is also the writer with two other guys, one of whom is Oithen Blundal, who plays Bussy, one of our super cops, the bald one. And it all came from a fake trailer that they wrote for a TV show about 10 years ago, which was also called Leni Lugger, which is the Icelandic title, where they were sort of, I guess, parodying or paying homage to action movies. Uh, and they decided, let's develop that into a feature film. So where does the Icelandic goalkeeper come into all of this? He's a director. Oh, he's the director? Hannes Thor Haldorsson, yeah. Oh, and there is a um, very notable scene involving a football match. So that makes more sense now. It does make a lot more sense. Yeah. I love that their national football stadium is basically the size of, I don't know, like an amateur Sunday league club. (laughs) That's a bit harsh. Fine. But uh, yeah, there is a big part of the plot that centres around a football match, which, of Mm. course, you got to tie your two things together, your two loves. Yeah. Which is brilliant. It's just an interesting combo, isn't it? Because in the one, on the one hand, it's incredibly grounded in these films from the 70s and 80s. So, mm. like we said, Die Hard, Lethal Weapon. Um, what's the fucking one with um, 
Point Break. Point Break, Con Air. Beverly Hills Cop. Those, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop, all of those. But on the other hand, it's very much a film that is reflecting 2021 as well. 100%. And that's part of the parody, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That it's updated in quite fun ways. Yeah, and fun and inclusive ways. Like this is... This is a film coming out of Reykjavik 2021, which is reflected, yeah, in one of the main storylines. And yeah, it's great. It was a rollercoaster ride of a 90 minutes, wasn't it? It truly was. Proper, proper action comedy with a lot of laughs. So I'm not sure when that's being released, but hopefully it will be soon and we'll be able to cover it as a as a proper film on this podcast one day. Uh, Lamb is out on December the 10th. So we'll get a we'll get an episode recorded on that further down the line as well. But those were our two London Film Festival films. Uh, very different, as we said, but quite exciting to see that mm. such different but kind of great quality films are coming out of Iceland now. Looks like we're going to have material to talk about for a little while, at least. Ah, that would be good. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for catching up midweek and uh, I'll see you for the next one. See you then.